The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. For your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. There was a book published several years ago entitled How the Irish saved civilization. For those of you who are Irish, I will make your hearts proud today. I'm a bit of a calendar junkie when it comes to church and saints. And today we celebrate All Saints, one of the principal feasts on our calendar. And most scholars think we have the Irish to thank for where it sits. We know from early in the medieval period that the practice of observing All Saints had probably originated in Ireland and spread to England and then throughout Northern Europe, brought there by missionaries who in some way, shape or form could trace their lineage back to Patrick those early Celtic missionaries who actually helped form the earliest strands of Christianity in Northern Europe in ways, many ways, that are lost to the mist of time. But we know that by the time that the new Holy Roman Empire was being planted, there were instructions about all saints that should be observed on November 1st throughout the church, and that's as early as the 8th or 9th century. We know that before that, even, 
Dating back to as early as the third century, Christians were gathering to remember the great ones among them, the martyrs, not those who just died for the faith, but those who had borne such incredible witness in their midst that they inspired others to follow in the paths of Christ. That's one branch of all saints. But there is another one that speaks compellingly to us today. That is the branch that our Protestant forebears picked up about 500 years ago. That branch that also reads in the scripture the reminder that we are all called to be saints, holy ones. And the reminder of that is in the white robes that you still see us wear often on Sundays, whether we are lay or ordained. Those are our baptismal garments, if you like. They are the reminder that we were baptized into lives of holiness. Now, different Christian communities understand holiness differently. Some talk about holiness being set apart, set apart and away from the world. But in Anglicanism, we regard holiness as being witnesses, saintly martyrs, if you like, in the world itself. We Anglicans are a messy bunch. We don't view the edge of our parishes and our congregations and our communities and our witness at the boundaries of the church walls. We see ourselves as deeply embedded and part of the wider world and its community. And we have a holy vocation to be the voice of Christ in a world that is so often roiled and obsessed with its own power. I think that's what Jesus means today and it's worthy of more reflection. I'll get to that in just a moment. We heard those beautiful words read so lovingly by Hannah just now, and also those words read by Lauren, the psalm we recited with Michael today, that we are a people who are given over as saints, and we are given over as a people of hope. And what more does the world need this day than hope? Real, tangible hope. We are reminded in that gorgeous image from Revelation, which is filled with all kinds of darkness, make no mistake about it, and apocalyptic in both the contemporary understanding and the ancient understanding of the revelation of what is real and what is true. Today we're given that image of all of the faithful surrounding God's throne and singing praise, dressed in robes of white from every language, people, and nation. Gathered around singing praise to the God of the universe, who is never defeated, and under whose feet even death itself is subject. 
We are reminded in that letter from that community that we know as the Yoanim community. I won't bury you in technical stuff, but it's John's community, we say, a group of Christians living late in the first century and struggling with their identity and struggling with persecution. And it is in the writer of the apostle that we hear those words to remind us we are called as a people to love, full stop, no exceptions. And it is in the words of the Beatitudes, the heart of Jesus' teaching today, that we hear our truest creed, you might say, the game plan, as it were, our campaign in the midst of probably one of the roughest, toughest election seasons in living memory. And as we hold our breath to see the outcome of what will unfold in our own nation this week and the impacts that will have not just on us, but on the least among us, and perhaps just as importantly on the world and creation itself, Jesus gives us these words. Hear them again, take them to heart. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says, not those who are confident or puffed up in pride, or who are so wrapped up in their own judgments they can't see their way out. The poor in spirit, the people who bring to the heart of their God a humility, a recognition of their fallibility, a people like whom we are called to offer ourselves as limited as we might feel, as uncertain as we are these days. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, Jesus says. Not the people who laugh and are joyous, but the people who mourn great loss. And how much we are beholden these days to mourning. Jesus says, when we mourn, we are blessed. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Not the powerful, not those with names whom everyone knows, not those who gather for themselves great treasures, but those who are meek, who recognize that humanity in itself is a very small thing in a very great universe. And yet Jesus says, it is in our meekness that we inherit all that we see. Blessed are those, Jesus says, who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Do you hunger and thirst for righteousness these days? I know I do. I'm sure you do too. And some of you have been working very hard with that hunger and thirst driving you for many weeks, and some of you for months. That hunger and that thirst 
is what we call holiness. Jesus says, we will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Not those who lord it over others in judgment, not those who sit in the heart of power and determine the fate of many lives, but those who are merciful, those who live lives of forgiveness. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. How many of us can claim that we are pure in heart? Not many, but for the few among us who are wholehearted and deeply devoted to the holy call that God has given us, we know that they shine among us like stars in the night sky. They are our guiding light, and they are the ones who hear first the voice of God speaking in our midst. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. The peacemakers, those who live lives about reconciliation, knitting up all the wounds in the human family and in God's creation. We have members of this community who are doing everything from saving endangered wildlife to preserving land to safeguarding our community to bringing together people who have been fraught with enmity and pride they are the peacemakers among us they are children of god and blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We all know what it's like to be laughed at, but are we laughed at for the right reasons, for standing up for what is true, for what is just, for those who are most in need, for those at the edges of our society, for God's creation groaning at this time? It is then that we inherit what Jesus calls the kingdom of heaven. We all are called to this kind of holy life, my sisters and brothers in Christ. And I invite you in the coming weeks to cultivate this in your hearts. In the face of whatever comes, we belong not to what happens tomorrow, but our God, who is with us today and every day, forever. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. 
You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907. Search for us online or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.